Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. 
Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, Monday through Thursday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific and 10.30 p.m. Pacific on Fridays on Ground Zero Dot Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email us at rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com, or the secondary email, tstradio at protonmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook, our only two social media websites that we're active on. You can listen to the show not only for free on the network Monday through Friday, but in the free archive at www.thesecretteachings.info if you missed an episode, or anywhere you listen to radio shows or podcasts, just search The Secret Teachings. We do have a subscription service available, though, if you'd like to listen to the show without advertisements. You can find that on our website, again, thesecretteachings.info. You'll also get access to our montages and my digital books as well. If you missed last night's show, I thought it was one of the best shows we've done in a long time, certainly the best show of 2023 so far, Release the Kraken. We talked about a lot more than just the mythology of the Kraken. If you saw the promo and thought we were talking about that, or maybe you thought we were talking about viruses or something because there was a little computer-generated virus in the promotional picture. Can't really put up what the show's about on Facebook because they block it, so I just have to rely on the pictures now. But the idea of last night's show was that when we name something, when we use a name, whether it's our name, naming our kids, naming our pets, whatever the case is, when we name something, we apply some kind of ownership to it. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that naming your kid means that you own your kid. Although when you name your dog, you make a relationship with your dog or your cat or your pet, and there's a level of ownership there. The point is, though, names are really powerful, and they provide the designator with dominion and power over what is being named. So think about demonology. In demonology, when you know the name of the demon, you can control it. You can send it back to hell, or you can try to although demons are very tricky, you can try to use its name to get out of the demon treasure, knowledge, whatever you want. So you can use the name to control the demon. Or if you're looking at the Bible, very famous biblical book, Genesis, Genesis 2, 19 through 20 says that God created the fish and the birds and the livestock and the animals. And then he brings Adam in to consult on how these creatures should be named. And this gives, and there's different definitions, different ways in which there's the, the translations are given. But generally speaking, Adam is given dominion over these creatures, which means since he named them, he has control over them. Again, not necessarily a negative thing. It's not, it doesn't mean that Adam has a right to kill them. It means he has a responsibility to protect them. He has a duty to protect those creatures. This is kind of the same reason that we name things that are kind of weird. Like we name hurricanes. We name hurricanes based on a list of names. That list of names has never been considered offensive in the same way that we've never really thought it was offensive to name viruses. But now it's considered kind of an offensive thing because one of the coronavirus variants was called Xi. And that was way too close to Xi Jinping, the communist dictator. And it was considered offensive to Xi Jinping and the Communist Party of China. So we couldn't name viruses anymore because 
well, that's just too offensive. So we started naming them other things like numbers and letters. And now there's a biologist in Canada who says we should name them after gods and titans and mythological creatures because we need to know the virus is really dangerous and so people don't become relaxed and think that the pandemic is over. We also name hurricanes and we also name heat waves and well we just generally now we call weather an event. If it rains it's a rain event. If it's cold it's a cold event. If it's dry it's a dry event. If there's hail it's a hail event. I mean we even do this with healthcare now. You have a heart attack. It's not a heart attack. It's not cardiovascular disease. It's not this or that. It's a cardiovascular event or a heart event. It's not a. It's it's not a. It's not a, it's not diabetes. It's a, it's a diabetic event. Everything's an event now. But why do we name heat waves and hurricanes and weather events and call things bomb cyclones and atmospheric rivers, which just means moisture? Things people don't know about because they sound scary. A, a category four atmospheric river that's scary. A bomb cyclone that's terrifying. That sounds like war. We name, we name hurricanes and heat waves because it personalizes those things. In the same way that we redefine or we rename, we reclassify what inflation is or what a pandemic is or what a virus is or what a vaccine is. It's the same reason that we call January 6th Pearl Harbor or we call it Hiroshima. Two things that are, I think, quite offensive because we're invoking trauma. We're invoking history. And when we can invoke those things, we can control emotion. When we personalize something, we can control that thing being personalized and we can control other people's perception of that thing and therefore controlling their perception and their emotion, we control them. And all of these things, whether it's history, emotion, etc., these are being conjured with the use of specific words. And like Dr. Ryan Gregory, the biology professor in Canada who says we should call new COVID variants Kraken, He's designated the new one, XBB15 Kraken, or we should call them Typhon, or maybe we should refer to them as Giants or Titans or Basilisk or Argus or Chiron, the son of Saturn or Kronos. Why? Well, because it will frighten people more. The same reason the U.S. Army names their helicopters and their missiles Tomahawk, Blackhawk, Apache, you name it. They have a new missile system now the Army does called Typhon. And that was just announced at the same time this biology professor is saying we should call new variants of COVID Typhon, a god of storms and chaos. So why are we doing these things? Why are, and why are we specifically referring to these kinds of mythological characters, titans and chaos and evil? And you might as well call some of these things just you know the devil. Why do we refer, we refer to things like this? And not only that, but why is it that every aspect of entertainment I mean, there's a Bitcoin trading platform called Kraken. Last night, we went through movies and TV shows and music videos and from recent and past years. And we find that you, find, you basically have this whole Lovecraftian world that even if the intention of the creators, they don't have any influence from, in, uh, from Lovecraft consciously or on the surface, there's Lovecraftian elements that get into everything. And now we're to the point where it's not even maybe inspired by Lovecraft. It's just Batman is in a Lovecraft universe now. Rick and Morty are in a Lovecraft universe now. And so on and so forth. So these are some of the things we talked about last night. And tonight is sort of a part two. I wanted to invite Derek Murphy on the show because Derek has a wealth of knowledge on these subjects. And he actually sent me the 
Um, I, somebody had sent me an email about the Kraken variant, uh, and then Derek had sent me the same, the same link. And then I thought, well, this is pretty important. Let me, let me open this and read it. And then I saw what it was about, about calling the new variant Kraken. And Derek, we talked in 2022, not only about the Kraken and not only about Cthulhu and Lovecraft and all that, uh, but last night I watched the movie Megan. And the movie Megan is pretty much everything we said in the last couple of years as well. You've got the dolls, which is now the theme of the new American Horror Story. Not only was she, you know, this super intelligent android doll, but her eyes, they made them really big and unnatural, which is something we've pointed out in the music industry, uh, in the Balenciaga advertisements with the kids. It kind of implies drugs and alcohol and abuse. So it's just like all these things, whether it's all the cartoons and things that are Lovecraftian officially now, or it's movies like Megan, everything we've said over the last couple of years, I think we've had our finger right on the pulse. Welcome to the show, Derek. Hey, Ryan. Uh, thank you for having me back. It's uh, really fun to be here. Great topic. Uh, I just finished listening to your uh, show from last night. Um, and amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So I'm really excited to uh, talk about it. And thank yeah, you. You and Clyde, you and Clyde really, you really nailed 2022. And the years before that, but like last year especially. It was just, I feel like every show, you were uh, at least like a month ahead of what was actually happening. It's a good, good, um, a good like, predictor for what was happening. So, so I'm excited to see uh, where, you get, where you guys both go, and I'm excited to uh, be a part of it today. We'll, we'll find out. I don't know where you want to go first, but uh, yeah, here we go. Well, we'll find out during the Super Bowl. We'll use that as an oracle to see I what know. happens. I can't wait for that. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. Well, I don't know. I know you didn't. I know you didn't see the movie Megan, but you've seen the trailer. You've seen the, and you saw some of the promotion for it. You you told me that they had a a promotion at a was it a a, a Chargers game. In the NFL, yeah, Chargers game. So you got this big, yeah. big lightning bolt. Tell us about that. The big lightning bolt in the center of the field, and then what? What did they do? Yeah, so this, this is weird. Um, remember, uh, we talked about it in the last time that movie Smile, that really creepy movie Smile, yes. that weird um, kind of like uh, kind of um, promotion. I guess like a, I don't know if it's an official promotion or what the deal was, but they had like these random creepy people smiling behind a uh, home plate. During, like the entire game during these uh, MLB games and stuff. I mean, this, they, they kind of like referenced that during the articles for this Megan thing, but this was an official Megan promotion. It had like the NFL's seal of approval. They were on the field and everything. And it was like eight Megan girls, like Megan dolls, like girls dressed up as dolls, and uh, doing that creepy Megan dance from the trailer. That's just as creeping the nation. It's like people are doing that Wednesday dance and the Wednesday show and the Megan dance, and that's like the dominating TikTok right now. So they do that weird, creepy dance on this, like, lightning bolt thing. It's, like, the, char- the Chargers logo. So it's this huge arcing lightning bolt in the middle of the field. And, I don't know, you and Clyde, and, I mean, when I, when I was on your show, we got worked with lightning bolts a ton, a ton of times, a ton of times. And, I don't know, the idea that they were actually, like, charging this weird ritual on top of a literal lightning bolt. The team is the Chargers. They were playing the Rams, like, the horn the horn one, you know, during the week of the, uh, the other weird game during the Bills game, you know, uh, the weird... This, truck full of synchronicities that we don't have to get into but like it was a weird week for the nfl and seeing that just i haven't seen the movie yet but yeah i mean i feel like we're we're nailing it um well that's something we talked about all throughout 2022 was the lightning bolt we did that show about dc comics we said dc direct current i mean you you brought up because you know a lot more about the comic book world than i do but you you send me these pictures and the the images from comics and promotional things and 
it's like the lightning bolt is everywhere from Black Adam to Batman to, I mean, even in the Elvis movie, it's the, there's a lightning bolt like in, in everything that is big and where the money goes in Hollywood. There's lightning bolt, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. It's like, you're right, they're charging a sigil or a talisman or something. Yeah, exactly. At, at the time, like, um, honestly, it was like, you, you had talked about the lightning before we had talked about it. And I was just kind of like responding to, to what you had done. Like, you, you like got me on a, on a rabbit hole. And then, after you talked about it, I like was looking. You mentioned you mentioned one of the trailers. Um, I think it was like for Shazam originally that you had seen during a different movie. And then our friend Rivers told me that she saw the lightning bolt during the Elvis trailer. And I'm like, get out of here! There's no way. How does how does Elvis have a lightning bolt attached to it? But there's an Elvis like in the, the lightning bolt in the logo. He dresses up as Shazam as a little boy in the movie. Now he's he's probably gonna win the Oscar for this this year for best actor. It was a pretty big movie. And yeah, then it was it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. It was, it was okay. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that guy, to be honest with you. But uh, it was okay. Um, but at that time, at that moment, there was like eight different pop culture things with lightning bolts in the logo. From all the deep, there was Shazam, uh, Captain Marvel, Flash, Elvis, Chippendales Rescue Rangers, which was like a huge animated movie on uh, on Disney Plus. It's like a, it's like younger than us, so it wasn't really big on our radar, but it was very very popular. Um, and it's not right in front of me, but there was at the time like eight different lightning bolt logos Thor, Love and Thunder Stranger Things when like Eddie was riding the lightning like playing the guitar and everything with stuff like during the Metallica thing with the red lightning behind him and there was just a, a lot of stuff um, and in this case like the idea of using lightning and electricity to like charge Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monster to bring this like being to life is like one angle to take it but you were talking yesterday about this these new variants and stuff and um, the Typhon variant is really interesting to me. So the Kraken one is the one that's getting all the attention. And I, I think you sent me that, and it, and it absolutely blew me away. I could not believe that that was, that was the case. Like, we've been making connections between all these weird synchronicities with, with the virus and just these Lovecraftian themes and how, how it's, like, kind of um, vaguely connected. But this is a direct connection. It's like, it's like they listen to your show, and it's like, all right, let's just cut to the chase and, and skip they skip might and America and just make you're, yeah, you're yeah. right. They might as well just call it the Cthulhu variant at this yeah, point. Exactly, exactly. So, so with Typhon, um, the mythology is like that, that he was cast into the abyss, the Tartarus, by Zeus with lightning, by using lightning. And then these cults are interested in bringing him back, bringing the beast back, like with lightning. Like, like lightning is the symbol that they use. That's like kind of why the SS use use lightning, like the occult branch of the Nazis use lightning, and it's. Like um, Typhon specifically, uh, I'm not an expert in this, but Kenneth Grant like broke off from the OTO and created his own branch called like the Typhonian OTO, and it's all of the Crowley OTO stuff just with a literal belief in Lovecraftian old ones, with the goal being to open these portals up and release Typhon or Cthulhu or whatever. Um, it's baked right into mythology, and it's it's the major theme is these dark alien gods, or the return of these dark gods, the, the opening of the abyss. It's absolutely, we can get into specifics, but it is absolutely everywhere, everywhere. And uh, I don't know, so, so right now, I, I checked to see, like, is the Typhon variant going to come up next? Like, what's the deal with it? And the Kraken is the one that's really on the rise, but like 43% of all COVID cases are um, the Typhon or uh, Cerberus variant. Um, it's like XB.1 or whatever the, the garbage name for it is. And yeah, I don't know. Did you see so that, the- you said Jimmy Fallon? The well, thing where he's like singing and dancing, doing the talking about talking about this variant. Yes, yeah, I did. 
I did, which is not, it's not, that's not even comedy. That's just, it's just propaganda. It's so, so bad. It's so bad. It's just too, it's literally injecting this name into the collective consciousness. Like he didn't say the word Kraken, but he was just telling the world, okay, time to be afraid of this XB.1, whatever this thing is. And then, oh, it just so happens to be named Kraken, this mythological beast. And I don't know, like we, like we thought it was weird enough that they were using constellations as variants, but just they actually use these mythical mythical beasts and giant monsters and all kinds of serpent imagery, which is interesting with the, with the venom connections to, to, the, to the virus and vaccine and stuff. It's, 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 it's interesting to say at the very least. You know, well, that was, that was one of the yeah. other names that Dr. Ryan Gregory, who's the guy that, along with some people on Twitter, who started to coin the usage of these names for the variants, uh, Dr. Gregory yeah. had said that he gave four different names. He gave uh, Argus, which is a mythological giant, uh, Chiron, which is the son of Saturn or Kronos, uh, Typhon, as, as you brought up, and then Basilisk. Uh, and the Basilisk yep. is a, is a serpent. And like Medusa, the Basilisk uh, can freeze you in your in 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 your in your footsteps. So you basically turn to stone. And all all four of these names on top of the Kraken, these aren't nice characters. These are not. These these are like bad guys. These are titans. These these are representations and. Um, uh, symbols of chaos, destruction, storms, death. Like, why pick those names? And and Dr. Gregory had said that it's because we want people to be afraid of these variants. People aren't afraid of XBB15, which sounds like a Star Wars droid, so we need to call things Kraken, because that'll terrify people. Yeah, and, they, and uh, in Britain um, last month, during, during the holidays, they had a storm, like a cold front, come through called the, uh, this is like during the Goblin Mode time, called the uh, Troll of Trottenheim, or whatever, that was the name of the, the, name of the storefront, they named this uh, after a troll, a giant, like in, at the time, Netflix number one movie was a movie called Troll, where this giant troll monster burst up from the ground, um, from underneath the earth, and this is giant kaiju version of a troll terrorizing Norway, and uh, that theme, the idea of these giant monsters coming back from the abyss, coming back from beneath the earth, like returning from the days of old, it's just absolutely everywhere. It's all over the place. And, and just like yesterday, I was just kind of skimming around, just like looking for just like uh, giant kaiju stuff. And it's, it's, it's not just in America. It's, it's, it's global. Like in, if you're a fan of like anime and stuff, which I'm, I'm, I haven't, uh, I'm a nerd, but I haven't entered the, the anime nerd, uh, nerd sphere yet. Uh, but that's, that's soon. very, very big. Coming soon. Soon. Yeah. Coming soon. Yeah. It's, it's like, that's where like the younger, the, 10 years old uh, younger than me nerds are obsessed with anime and anime is all over the rap community now they're referencing anime like crazy and there's anime and tentacles are basically synonymous like 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 manga and, and it's tentacles absolutely everywhere and like Rivers just said she was in the she was in um, the like the holidays and she went to the, the theaters with her friends and they saw this uh, this Lovecraftian movie from like this made in China and it was their Hollywood is completely separate from our Hollywood. They're not connected with us on the surface at all. And the, literally, the, the cinematography looked completely different. You can tell they were doing using different types of cameras. There was a different way to make movies, yet using exactly the same themes. And it's like, what is, what's going on? It's, it's beyond a conspiracy at this point. I think it's like people, the arts, like the muses, letting people know or people picking up the vibes that something's coming, like something's rumbling beneath us metaphorically speaking, or possibly literally, like something from the abyss, something from kind of cosmic horror, this creeping darkness, quote-unquote, 
might be on its way. And, like the AI is telling us this. It's it, we can go many directions, but yeah, it's it's this like you said in the other show, or maybe just in the intro. I'm kind of mixing it up, but like capital everywhere, like capital letters everywhere, and it absolutely is capital letters everywhere. It's blowing my mind. And just the icing on the cake is when you sent me that cracker thing. Like, <laughs> like at first I thought it was, at first I thought it was like a, like a, like an Onion article. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, but here we are. 2023. So this this tr- this troll movie you mentioned, this was number one on Netflix. I watched that troll movie. Uh, wasn't great, but it was it was an okay movie. Uh, and yeah. the thing that we you know we we think about trolls as being these big monsters, but in some stories they're actually kind of small because a troll is an earth character, an earth creature, very much like a gnome or a goblin. So there's that angle to it too. The troll is both big, like a titan but also very yep. small, like a gnome or like an elf, which relates to goblin mode. And I think when I, when I consider those two different elements and those two different definitions of a troll or a goblin, etc., it makes me think of a basilisk because when you read the mythology of a basilisk, it has the ability to freeze you when you look at it, when it looks at you. So it kind of prevents you from moving. It prevents you from being productive. So this, it's, it's like this serpentine tentacle-like thing which is creating this, um, this, or cultivating this lack of, lack of uh, inspiration, this lack of creativity, this lack of movement, this just this stagnant culture with stagnant people that yeah. are in quote unquote goblin mode. And while that is occurring on the microcosm and the macrocosm, the giants or the titans are being awoken, and they are coming up from underneath of the earth. I mean, th- th- I mean that's then that was the whole idea of the Eternals we talked about too, the emergence. And that that exactly. kind of that kind of feels like what's happening. Like you, you, every single place you look, whether it's Bitcoin trading or it's the NHL or it's Hollywood movies or it's music videos or it's movies made by other countries. You're right. This idea is everywhere. There has to be exactly. some centralized source where all of this is coming from, where all this is being inspired from. Exactly. So I, I like the idea that it's coming through through the whatever mechanism is used when, when somebody's writing, when somebody's creating art or something like, and it's, we're just, we're just picking it up, you know? So it's always almost like to use like, like tentacle imagery. Do you ever see, uh, you know, I've like seen uh, Independence Day from back in the day from 96. Where Classic. Yeah. One the of the scientists. Yeah. It's great. It's great. So with the, like those, those aliens are very tentacly too. Those are very, uh, kind of a crafty type, type things, especially in the, in the sequel where like the, the, the queen, alien is this like giant tentacle thing this tra- kaiju version of these aliens uh, and it's, it's, a, it's a hive uh, mind too exactly so yeah it's like a hive of bees uh, which is, which is and then like so in, a, in this movie it's communicating to Bill Pullman um, through right, wrapping its tentacles around the neck of, uh, of the scientist and like speaking through it and that's almost how I feel like whatever's happening is, is that's like what's going on with the arts or just with the collective consciousness itself it's like this metaphorical tentacle being wrapped around and whatever's trying to break through uh, break, break, break through is like it's it's speaking through it yeah through e- us, elon musk are. elon musk has referenced that too he said that it's some there's something in silicon valley there's something within these big universities where people are it's almost like they're being forced or coerced or threatened into continuing to build i mean it's ironic because he's building this kind of stuff too but he's like there's some kind of thing that's forcing people to do this without i mean i forget the exact quote but basically against yeah. their consciousness or, or their awareness. It's like something, yeah, is possessing them uh, from some other world, some other dimension, from something uh, that's coming through computers, the internet, 
I don't know. Uh, but we're just pointing out the pattern tonight of the secret teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. Derek Murphy is with us. There's a lot more after this. Love crafting the future. We'll be back. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Dot Radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero Dot Radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. I definitely don't need it. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. Derek Murphy, my good friend and our guest this evening on The Secret Teachings, joins us to talk about Lovecrafting the Future, sort of an extension of last night's broadcast release, The Kraken. For years now, we've been talking about the imagery of the squid or the octopus or creatures that are similar, tentacles, monsters, Lovecraftian horror, things like that, being heavily influential in the creative processes of Hollywood, the music industry, etc. And now it's gone beyond Hollywood and music. It's infested professional sports, high finance, everywhere you look, whether it's the Seattle Kraken or it's Kraken, the Bitcoin trading platform, or it's the U.S. Army's new Typhon missile system, and now that we've gone beyond just the usage of these images, Derek, now we're not talking about squid or octopus and making this connection to Lovecraft. Now Batman in the new comic, the new movie, is just in a Lovecraftian world. Now Rick and Morty, who already go on these Lovecraftian-like adventures, are literally fighting Cthulhu. That's the name of the miniseries for Rick and Morty. It's a comic series. It's literally called Rick and Morty versus Cthulhu. Uh, you even told me that American Dad, like one of the last places I would think to look for this, 
they had a season finale, which was basically Lovecraft. Like it, we've gone from just squid and octopus and that kind of imagery to literally just saying, nope, it's just Lovecraft's universe now. What is the deal, man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's bonkers. So I, I, the, I've, been, I've been calling it a uh, Lovecraft season since 2018, or 2019 at, at the latest. Um, it's just a joke, jokingly putting like a little like TM logo at the end of it and like hashtagging all my, my posts on Facebook with it. This, looks like, this is like before Lovecraft Country was even announced as a, as a show coming out. And now it's like, you're right. So there's influences. There's, there's these like tentacles coming up. There's the idea that there's these giant monsters, these dark gods and everything like kind of slowly creeping its way into the content. But now it's just straight up Lovecraft and IP being adapted and brought right to, right to the screen. So for Netflix, they had a, uh, Game of the Tour's Cabinet of Curiosities, which was, uh, there was one literal Lovecraft adapt, uh, adaption, like the Pickman's Model episode, but it was like eight different directors making these like hour-long specials, these just uh, Lovecraftian-inspired tales that was just straight-up tentacles and body horror, and uh, I mean, Game of the Tour was obsessed with Lovecraft. He's the, he's the one who uh, made the Hellboy movies and everything, but we get, like there was an article from Collider from like a month ago being that like the Cthulhu Lovecraft mythos is going to be like the next MCU. It's just going to be like the next massive cinematic universe. And that, um, which is possible. I mean, there's, there was the, there's two competing, um, cinematic universes like being birthed right now. There's like the Nicolas Cage one, um, started with like the, uh, color out of space. I think that guy's doing, uh, the Dumbwich horror is his next movie. And then, um, I'm forgetting the director of the other one, but he's like making his own, uh, franchise for it. And we're getting like the comics are literally just incorporating Lovecraft IP directly into it. Like Aquaman now, every single story in the comics is just it's finding stuff in Point Nemo and, and like finding these crazy sea monsters from space coming to attack Atlantis. Uh, like the, when the idea of Batman, like finding a Lovecraftian monster or being in a Lovecraftian world, is absolutely bonkers. This is him coming off of um, in Detective Comics right now. Which is like his his eighty year run because it's like the this is like people who collect Batman comics since for like these eighty year old like men like collect detect, like detective comics. This is a mainstream Batman title, and this past month, um, Gotham City was invaded by demons. There was a there was a demon invasion. It's like everything's going very eldritch. Everything is like becoming, um, like uh, I, I've been saying that. 2010s were the era were the era of the superhero inspired comic movie or TV show, and 2020s are going to be the era of the supernatural inspired comic um, movie and TV show. And that's even with Marvel and DC, where Marvel has um, like Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness as their like horror property, and that's that's Multiverse of Madness well, even, is straight up Lovecraft. Even yeah, even that, you're right. Yeah, not only is it straight up Lovecraft, but a totally unrelated movie. We discussed this at the time, one of our better shows last year. Uh, the movie, one of my favorite movies now, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, totally unrelated yeah. to uh, the the comic book universe. I mean, essentially, I, I don't maybe there was some kind of basis for that somewhere, but totally unrelated to Doctor Strange. And they talked about some of the same, like they use some of the same words, some of the same concepts in that movie. And it came out at the same time, multiverse. It's very strange exactly. because you get, like you said about China, they're making movies that are very similar to Hollywood movies Obviously, on the surface, there's no connection. Underneath, there certainly is a little connection. But no matter where you go, anywhere sure. in the world, you're finding the same imagery and you're finding the same ideas. Um, I mean, even when you look at, the, it's really weird, you brought up this 
relationship last time you were on the show, you, you, and you brought it up again in the last segment, about the movie Smile and how they had this kind of semi-promotion for the movie Smile at these MLB games. Then now they've got the Megan promotion at the NFL games. They've got these robots on the Chargers logo. And then you've got the, yeah. the Seattle Kraken for the NHL. So this is getting into sports as much as it is in Hollywood. And again, it's it's everywhere. One, one of the things that I, I thought was really strange, I read this article, and I'll let you go back to what you were explaining, but I wanted to bring this up to you. This, these aren't just ideas and comics and things that are drawn and computer generated and movies and things like that. There's a, a story out of the University of Bath I talked about last night on the show. They, they were discussing in this report, uh, Nicholas Longrich, that there's these creatures called mosasaurs. They're like, they're supposed to be dinosaurs, but they're giant marine lizards. So they're basically like, almost like Godzilla kind of dinosaurs, Komodo dragons. They're supposed to have like a shark tail, flippers, kind of almost like a chimera hybrid. And that story came out at the end of 2022. And then it seems totally unrelated, but what was described and what was videoed in North Carolina this past week was a creature that looked part alligator, part fish, part eel. It's described, and its length was about the same length as these mosasaurs between 30 to 40 feet. So what they're describing as a historical millions of years ago monster from the sea, literally in an unrelated case, has been filmed in North Carolina the way that this creature was described as almost Typhon-like as well. So it's almost like these things are physically being drawn into existence on top of the fact uh, on top of that fact, you also have the Kraken in British Columbia. There's literally a giant octopus was attached to some of these prawn cages this woman filmed in Port Alberni. So these physical things yeah. are also, I think, manifesting as well. That is very disturbing, in my opinion. Oh, it's absolutely, it's absolutely bizarre. There's so much I want to touch on with what you just said. Like this, can, this is, can go a ton of directions. But like first, as far as the, um. I just want to hit this thing as far as like the worldwide stuff just, just before I you go. You go ahead. I'm um, gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll mute. You go ahead and you take us through it just calmly and take a breath and, and, and lead us to where you okay. want to lead us. All right. So <laughs> again, sorry, thank you for being patient with me, everybody. I'm uh, not a professional. I'm just a, a grocer who uh, is a big fan of Ryan and God and everybody. And I like doing this stuff. So um, as far as like the, the China thing and idea, if this is not just a Hollywood phenomenon. This is, this is a nationwide something just bubbling up in a worldwide consciousness, the worldwide zeitgeist. There's a story from two days ago from a bunch of one of horror movie sites. Quote, the Beast Below monster movie from Thailand comes to America. And it's this giant dinosaur, this lizard monster that comes from Bursa from beneath the earth. So this is out of Thailand. Um, they shipped up to here. So it's this giant kaiju dinosaur thing. Um, Aussie giant, this is from a different website, um, Horror Society from uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, Aussie giant monster movie, The Devil Beneath, um, is coming to America. And that's the poster of that. It's just uh, somebody staring at this giant, this giant dark god, this giant kaiju sized, titan sized monster that's birthed from beneath the earth. And it's absolutely bonkers. So, but, uh, and then um, a friend, Michael Strange, sent me an article um, this past week uh, as far as like the dinosaur thing is concerned and just evoking. Dinosaurs itself is interesting to me because there's, there's like, it's whether you believe in dinosaurs or not. So he sent me this article, uh, tour.com, the land beyond space time, dinosaurs and cosmic car. And this is like a long article about how just, um, Lovecraft being inspired by, uh, archaeology and by dinosaurs and fossils and stuff. And he made his creatures 
whereas like dinosaurs might be like uh, 70 million years old. He made his like 500 million, million years old, but it inspired him. Like he, he, he was inspired by just the idea of these ancient beasts that beneath us, you know? Um, and interesting, separately, like the idea of fossil fuels. I know we're not, fossil fuels aren't literally from dinosaur bones. They're, they're from like microorganisms and everything, like long before dinosaurs. But the imagery of us fueling our society with this black oil made from dinosaurs is kind of, kind of cosmic car in itself, like living in the street. Yes, it the is. Using this. Yes, it <laughs> is. So, um, but he sent me this article. And then in the article, uh, it's very long, but one of the first quotes was, Every book ever written on the subject of dinosaurs is a literal Necronomicon, a book of dead names, dead names for dead monsters and dead languages, uh, ancient Greek or Latin. And it's like, whoa, that's, that's pretty true. And, and then just conceptually, as far as like, people are probably thinking, like, what are you guys talking about? Who cares if movies are talking about this? Like, what does that, what, what does that even mean? And I think it, it connects like to the phenomena itself. And this, this will take us beyond the break. So just like, please stop me whenever. But like, if you just look at the trajectory of of Lovecraft, he was a crazy person. Kind of, he, he he made great art, but his brain was a little bit broken in a lot of ways. So that is sometimes like a vessel for these ideas to come through. And if these Lovecraftian old ones that were cast out of our reality are trying to like speak through Lovecraft in his dreams through this like crazy person, he is overwhelmed, made me made even more crazy by these visions, and then died pretty poor, like, was not very famous in, in his day. And then slowly, his material, these imagery, this imagery that he that he got from his dreams was inspired by from whatever, and also inspired by, like, theosophy and stuff, um, was, like I said, to permeate sci-fi writers through the 30s and 40s and 50s, and, and, and just what became the pillars of sci-fi were inspired by this obscure cosmic horror writer named Lovecraft that nobody knew. And then, keep fast-forwarding, and now it's there's these ideas are blatantly coming to the surface. So, just this past year, separately from the Lovecraft stuff, like I've been getting into like aspects of the phenomena itself and how the phenomena is like working through our consciousness and through our mind. Mm-hmm. And like to make it very simple, the idea of how the flying saucer we talked about it a million times, but the idea that Kenneth Arnold did not see the fifth famous sighting that brought the saucer age in. Like he did not see a flying saucer. He saw a chevron-shaped craft that he said moved like a saucer on water but because every newspaper ran flying saucer flying saucer the people started to see flying saucers the phenomena was shaped by saucers that's a good and point we've right? it, we've seen it so we've, we've seen a trajectory through that and and like um so now there's there was a story from like a month ago um you might have sent to me actually but but like or, or maybe uh, maybe mike did but there was a UFO scene with like long appendages, like quote unquote tentacles. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Which, you know what? There's a report that you can read at the History Channel website. So it's pretty mainstream called Grudge Report 13. And there was an an alien abduction reportedly out at White Sands, New Mexico, and the unidentified flying object that one of the military officials saw picking up his partner had tentacle-like things coming off of it, picking him up and pulling him into the ship. And this was a very long time ago, Grudge Report 13. Very similar. I, wow. I I did see that that report that you're mentioning. It's very similar to that Grudge Report thing. It's, it's absolutely bizarre. So so that so like, and then there was an article around Halloween from a Nobel Prize winning um, physicist was discussing or was like found new proof 
to affirm the idea that real, like subjective objective reality doesn't exist until it's observed by by humans, observed by, by consciousness. Uh, so, if that's the mechanism of reality, and the phenomena is shaped, if reality itself is shaped by being filtered through the human prism, then there's a strong chance that these entities that could be the, that could be like the woo stuff. People say, "Oh, humans important because we have free will and a soul." And yeah, probably that's probably important. It's also potentially important that what we perceive is what's birthed into reality. And if these look crappy and old ones, or AI, or whatever, these elder chars outside of our, our, peer, our view, want to get into this reality, they might be doing it through the human mind, slowly through, through Lovecraft, until that becomes, eventually, the new MCU, like the new dominant like aesthetic in pop culture, which is bonkers to me. Because this is like niche, niche, pulp, like pulp, pulp stuff. You know? Sorry, I'm no, 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 that's, that's okay, because I, I had time to look up the Grudge Report 13. I forgot, I actually put this in my book, The Technological Elixir, in my UFO section. 1956, and this is very weird to me, it's between a, a, an Air Force sergeant and a, a Major William Cunningham. The Air Force sergeant was yeah. named Jonathan P. Lovett. <laughs> So you guys have an H.P. Lovecraft thing there going on. Uh, but this is what the report wow. said uh, in, when he heard the screams of, of, of uh, Lovett. Uh, instead of finding Lovett nursing a snake bite, he thought he might have been bitten by a rattlesnake. Cunningham, according to um, the report, recounted seeing the soldier being dragged by a long serpentine arm wrapped around his legs, connected to a silver disc hovering in the air 15 to 20 feet away. Forgot about that story, wow. but that is weird, especially because the guy's name is... <laughs> His name is P. Yeah. Love it. Well, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. It's just, it's H.P. Spacecraft. It's like, um, so if the phenomena is shaped by what we what we're perceiving, if we have now, if everyone, if like the tentacles and little kids like like sci-fi stuff on on Disney Channel, like the it's no more, it's not just saucers anymore. It's aliens and now it's now one like one on one with tentacles. And so it's if that's what people expect, then that's what the phenomena becomes. And it, so are we being puppeted are we try are they is something outside of our reality working through us literally to try to birth itself into our reality and are we and is that what we're seeing by this onslaught of a crafting imagery and a crafting IP being used to, to make everything that everyone's watching and reading and listening to and it just it's, it's like the it's movie bonkers. contact it's like the movie contact it's like Lovecraft yeah. and the people that follow Lovecraft are being sent these blueprints to build this machine whether that's a time machine or a transport or a portal or a gateway or a stargate or whatever the case is, it's, it, that's what it feels like. And especially because what do you do when you sit down and you come up with a new idea or something you think's new or you're inspired by something? You write it down. And generally speaking, you use a pen to write it down. What is pen? a pen? It's ink. So you're using the ink yeah. of the squid or the octopus. Uh, it's the black oil, the black goo, which is the vehicle for the alien virus. So whether we're talking about literal fossil fuels or we're talking about the ink in a pen it all comes back to lovecraft it all comes back to these tentacly uh tentacle like monsters and and horrors exactly and there was a um it reminded me when i was listening to your show from yesterday um of there's an episode from Le uh, legends of tomorrow which is a dc show on the cw about these like time traveling uh it's kind of these ragtag group of like kind of a suicide squad type group of Time travelers like Doctor Who meets the DC universe type of deal. Uh -huh. And it, one of the episodes, there was a, a guy in Japan who got this like um, old blank book, this old, this like old kind of Necronomicon like 
wrote in the book happened. And so he was like writing these fantasy stories, like uh, for and making bad things happen to people. But the the culmination of the episode was he wrote a giant squid monster, giant squid kaiju terrorizing the city, terrorizing Japan. So it's basically like a a, a pen creating this squid Godzilla in Japan um, during like during like the days of Hiroshima. Um, it was, even Godzilla like is becoming more Lovecraftian itself. So it's all about the, the Titans now, right? It's just a Titans it's and secret society program. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, so apparently, apparently, the writer of of this movie is like is a member of the Coast Insider. He's like a coast to coast regular, I guess. I, I'm not a, I'm not a Coast fan, so I don't really listen to so that. they but are like, listening. They are listening to these kinds of radio shows. Literally, I, I, I think he's been. This is according to our friend Ross Bailey, uh, I think Dave Cruz. Like, they, like, so he's been on Coast apparently, and he's like says that he was he used like 33 and, and like the like level 33 is the where they're building this like, monster. Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla, and all this, all these different weird elements to like literally, um, because 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 he's a ghost man. It's, it's but anyway, so that that American version, they're using the Titans imagery. So the King of the Monsters started calling them Titans, and they use the, the idea of they coming from this hollow earth, this Tartarus type place. Um, but the actual Japanese, like Shin Godzilla, um, is becoming straight up Lovecraftian. They, they had a 2016 version. Where he, like, he's, I, I didn't watch it, but there's an article from like two weeks ago, um, just during my Lovecraft surface, that says it looked like Shin Godzilla is turning full on Lovecraftian and he's becoming more just this Elgitar, less less of like a radiated lizard monster. So it's just it's it's this weird um, snaking in its own tail of just this imagery inspiring inspiring everything, and then it coming up in the actual phenomena itself, which is great, like tentacled tentacled UFOs, and then like we passed. Been many months since Nope came out, so if you really don't want to see, if you really don't want to be spoiled with it, like mute for ten seconds. But that thing shapeshift. It's based on being perceived by people. Based on when you look at it, it's bad. It's bad for you. It notices you when you perceive it, and then it's a shape shifting thing with its true form is this giant, weird, tentacled, ribboned thing with this all consuming maw of a mouth. Extremely Lovecraftian imagery. Um, I feel like I'm rambling, but coming off, but. Uh, no, yeah, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's. I mean, some people might interpret it as rambling. I'm, I'm following along. <laughs> I get it. Um, you, you also yeah. sent me. I wanted to bring this up too. I mentioned this at the end of last night's show. If you're just joining us, Derek Murphy's with us. I'm Ryan Gable. This is the Secret Teachings. A few minutes here. We'll take a break. Come back for the second hour. You sent me this article, and I, I once I read this, I remember having seen this. I don't think I talked about it, but I remember having seen this story from Live Science. It says giant viruses spew their DNA through what scientists call a stargate. And I thought this was so weird. It says viruses, giant or otherwise, lack the machinery required to make copies of their DNA. They go on to describe you know, basic viral theory. And it says giant viruses have a special portal to attach to cells. Shaped like a splayed starfish with five legs, the stargate lies on the surface of a virus and remains sealed during much of its life cycle. So they're talking about giant viruses and they're talking about portals by which the virus will get into the cell. But when they said starfish, I mean, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought Suicide Squad 2, and I thought this giant starfish-like monster, which sent out these smaller starfish that took over people's bodies by basically being a face hugger uh, or being in SpongeBob Plankton's chum bucket that takes over the body because they take possession of the head, or The Last of Us, the video game, the little fungus, cordyceps, fungus stuff. Um, so, like, I find that very strange. That's a 
That's an older article, too. That came out in like 2020. And they're talking about viruses as stargates and getting into cells. Like it's very it's so strange because then you see a large version of that in the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, it's it's, it's conduit like, I don't know, there's there's tentacles being uh, piercing the skin to inject like this black goo. I don't know. And and it's when you were were talking a few days ago, I was looking at like different types of sci-fi comic viruses. And this this one with the portal Stargate thing reminded me of this something from the eighties, um, like from this X Men event called Inferno, and it's it's popped up like in multiple iterations. But it's called the Trans Mode virus. It's just like techno Trans Mode itself is a weird is a weird uh, weird name for this, like but techno organic, this techno organic virus that it like manifests in multiple ways. Like one, as it turns the the person infected into a techno organic thing itself. Which is then used to, as, as, like, this invading thing they call a phalanx. It's like this giant AI kind of hive mind that's going from um, galaxy to galaxy and, and kind of incorporating things into its hive. It uses this thing. It, it affects you with a techno organic virus. So then it can then assimilate you. Is one version of it. There's another version of it where a different, like, advanced AI hive mind uses it to like turn you into this techno organic virus and then eat you, which is like very Lovecraftian. The idea of this this void, everything comes from the void and then it's then consumed by the void that we're just, and that's very like uh, celestials and the eternals is that we're like, it takes it requires intelligent life that we're being grown as food for this giant this giant celestial monster that's right, um, yeah like, and, but also from, this, from the actual event in Inferno which synchronistically, again from the 80s which synchronistically had a sequel this past year in the, in the comics um, it's used as a to open portals inside of a person to make bridges between this world and hell, a hell realm called limbo. Um, so it's, in this case, this techno organic alien virus is used to infect the body and make the body an actual portal for from here to hell. Which, if we've talked about that a bunch, as far as like using the human bodies as, as dolls, as vessels, these robots as vessels, whatever sentience it's, it's like trying to work its way into our reality, one needs needs a body to get into in some cases. That's why, yeah. Well, I was going to say, that's why there's such a connection. It doesn't seem like there would be one on the surface, but that's why there's such a connection between speaking about Lovecraft and squid and octopus and black goo and oil and ink and a pen. And then looking at movies like Megan, which don't seem to be anything, they don't have any relationship to that. But with the large eyes of the doll, uh, the idea of the doll, uh, kind of like goblin mode, just being these lifeless things that other ideologies or whatever can inhabit and take, can take possession of. There's a merging of the ideas here. I mean, and I, and I believe uh, that's why transgenderism is such a pushed ideology everywhere, whether that's legally, uh, it's in schools, it's in a psychologist's office, it's everywhere. Because if you can convince people First of all, if you can go back further, you convince people that sex is trivial, relationships are trivial, promote promiscuity, then you can start to break down not only the family, but you can break down what it means to be biologically male and female. And then once you get beyond that, then there is no gay, there is no homosexual, there is no cis, there's no nothing. You, you just become machine-like. You become this cold, yeah. callous thing that is movable and malleable like a doll that can be controlled by something else. So transgenderism really is a stepping stone within the overall ideology of eugenics and things like that. 
into transhumanism. And part of that process is the merging of man with machines in general, but also merging with machines in a way that you don't really think about, which includes uploading your stuff to social media. We don't think about that as being merging with machines, but you're uploading your data into a digital avatar that is taking your energy, that is taking your essence. So when you combine all this stuff together, you see that the an idea of a techno virus, something that's technological, something that's biological, this is certainly uh, at the uh, at the foundation of, as you alluded to earlier, there, there has to be. This is my point. We got to take a break. There has to be some some kind of you know, whether it's in this world or another world, some type of conspiracy or some type of organization, because it's just like with transgenderism and LGBTQ. You would think that with there not being much of an audience for that, these companies would stop making those movies, but they keep making them and they keep bombing. It's the same thing with the Lovecrafting imagery. You'd think that there'd be other influences, but everything is Lovecraft. So there, there, there is certainly a connection between the transgenderism and transhumanism and the Lovecraft imagery. We'll explore that a little bit more when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Derek Murphy is with us. More from Derek. After this, don't go anywhere. rdgable at yahoo.com, thesecretteachings.info. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, The Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from The Secret Teachings. The Technological Elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. And Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom, from theology and sympathetic magic to witchcraft, voodoo, and the origins of holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info. And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio and for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back him. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan, and thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before President Business is going to use the crackle to end the world? President Business is going to end the world? But he's such a good guy. And Octan, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. 
Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and crawl up to the fall of back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings Radio Show, airing Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Pacific, Monday through Thursday, 10.30 p.m. Pacific on Friday on Ground Zero dot radio. You can also listen to the Secret Teachings for free on our website in the free archive or anywhere else you listen to radio shows or podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts. As always, I ask, please leave us a review. Will you do that for us? Please leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Give us a couple of stars. It'll help promote the show. Other people might click on it and say, what is this show? Has some good ratings, some good reviews. Maybe I'll tune in sometime. You can also, on our website, subscribe to our full archive with montages and my digital books. When you subscribe to that, you get access to everything and you support the show directly. But if you don't have money to do that, that's fine. If you listen to the free archive, we also get some income from that as well. Really appreciate you tuning in tonight, coming over to the Secret Teachings from Ground Zero, or just tuning in in the free archive already, the music White Bat Audio. If you'd like to contact the show, rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. Tonight, Derek Murphy, one of, I think, our fan favorite guests, certainly one of my favorite guests, a good friend of mine, joins us tonight on the show to talk about love crafting the future. And I wanted to ask you, Derek, two things. We can go into both of these in this segment and explore them. Number one is, think about the Titans. The Titans are really representations. uh, They're monstrous, anthropomorphic representations of things like storms, uh, things like, uh, you know, just weather in general, flooding, uh, volcanoes, earthquakes, etc. Which I think is why when you, as you brought up Godzilla, the new Godzilla movies, when you watch uh, the, the second one with King Ghidorah, who was always my favorite as a kid, I always liked Ghidorah. Ghidorah controls the weather. Ghidorah is so big and so powerful. Ghidorah shoots electricity. Ghidorah is basically a, is a, is a, is a hurricane or a typhoon, uh, brings strong winds and rain and destruction. So Ghidorah is literally like a Greek titan. So I want to maybe, maybe explore that, that we're talking about weather and in relation to the weather, Recently, we've talked on this show about actual weather control programs that are now being discussed by mainstream media to control the weather. So there's that angle. I know that's a lot. The other angle is, as we were discussing before break, the emergence of man with machines as an idea, as a concept, as something that's practical, and as something that when you look at the movement of transgenderism and LGBTQ, you see that no matter how poorly those ideas do in entertainment, they keep getting funded. And there's a parallel there between that and Lovecraft. No matter how poorly a superhero movie does, and no matter how poorly these ideas test with the public, they just keep pumping Lovecraftian imagery into 
the things that we're entertained by. So two different things, the connection between AI, technology, and Lovecraft, and then the connection between Titans, like Ghidorah, Titans like, well, the Kraken, etc., and how we really do have various forms of technological uh, weather control that really is the, the, the description, the definition of what a Titan is. It's really just chaotic weather and, and things like that. So those are kind of the ideas, artificial intelligence, transhumanism, transgenderism, and the relationship of that to Lovecraft, and then the relationship of Titans and monsters and Lovecraftian images with things like weather control. I mean, there's a lot of weird synchromystical things that are happening, literally happening, literally, technically, uh, and also in, uh, I guess you could call it the zeitgeist or in popular culture. But can you speak to any of that? I know it's a lot of information, but Derek Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so as far as the Titan Storm thing, like, you're right. Like there's, they're associated with, with like natural disasters and that type of stuff. So I know you've seen the Tizany Hercules recently. Yes. Um, and in that movie. one, like, pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, Hades um, is trying, like, during this alignment, during this planetary alignment, which I think just happened recently, that it's all the planets align and then they kind of create this beam of light that hits the water, opens the water up, and it kind of shows Tartarus. Like depicted as this kind of electrical beam, so these like lightning bolts kind of blocking these giant monsters from getting out. That opens up, and it's like four gigantic anthropomorphized versions of natural disasters, like lava, mudslides, um, water, wind, go and try to like tackle Mount Olympus, basically. And then, speaking of uh, Guillermo del Toro again, he had that uh, Troll Hunters franchise, the animated franchise for uh, Netflix, and the most recent one. Um, from last year, I think, was uh, Troll Hunters Rise of the Titans. And in those, those are, again, like each depicted as one's like lava or magma, one's uh, earth, one's water. And, and like, um, over that, the Hercules movie is getting a live action um, Guy Ritchie uh, reboot coming out relatively soon. And he's, he's talking about it as like for the TikTok generation. So I don't even know what that means. If that, does that mean he's going to make a connection between these Titans? And, and technology in some capacity. I'm, I'm not really sure because like the animated movie is just straight up um, Greek mythology. So if he tries to incorporate TikTok into that somehow, I mean, I'm not really sure. But like the idea of releasing these things and like I think that's kind of my favorite angle for the weather modification idea. It's that like this is a very long theory, but like I, I people who familiar with my calls on different shows and stuff i talk about this like ley line portal grid like which is kind of connecting all the fake like the uh, sacred sites all around the, like the all around the world basically and in my mind's eye i kind of visualize that as kind of the veil as kind of um like the separation between uh, our realm it's, it's kind of what's ke- what's keeping these little crappy old ones out so like a protective like, natural grid. like a protective natural yeah. grid over the earth Basically, basically, yeah. Okay. Um, much more complicated than that. I'm just giving a quick elevator pitch of it just, just to explain this. And so, like, this is a naturally existing grid. It's like Indra's web in, in Hindu mythology. It's just like naturally existing web that spreads all throughout the cosmos, um, fractally up and down the line, like on, on, our, on our body, as like chakra points and acupuncture and stuff, all the way to, to the cosmos and stuff. And on a planetary scale, like, I compare it to like a game of whack a mole. Like, how do you get the tickets, the prize out of the game of whack a mole? If you don't have the key to get into the machine, what you might do is, as a mole is popping out, you might grab it, not let it go back down. You might stop another mole from coming up. You might pour some liquid 
onto the machine. You might start banging on it. You might start like doing magical incantations on top of it until you fry this game. The door pops up and you can steal the tickets from from it. So I think that's what a lot of these rituals that happen on all these weird, um, like esoteric, synchronistic locations, physical locations on the planet. I think that's what's going on with the chemtrails, with weather, weather modification, is that they're trying to fry the game, collapse the pillars of reality, and release whatever from the abyss. Open the gates of hell, release these things from Tartarus, whatever mythology you want to assign to it. That's what they're doing, I think. Um, do you have any thoughts on that before we go into the AI thing? Or? No, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like they're just trying to tear down the... Uh, well, the dam or open the floodgates so that the abyss can flow into our world or our reality. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, I'm not well versed in this at all, but, uh, again, like our friend Rivers who, uh, listen to the show, she's from, um, Britain, but like her family's from, from the East and like in, in the East, um, like a typhoon is what they call uh, like typhoons. Um, it's like where the typhoon comes from. So like in that, like in their belief system in the East, these typhoons and these typhons are like actual vortexes. These storms are like vortexes that bring in beings and stuff. They bring in entities from, from, el- from like elsewhere, uh, which is again, like weird to evoke nature portals with typhons and that kind of stuff. Um, and then as far as the AI, like I just, I, I just feel like we're being invaded on multiple fronts, like whether it's like aliens or whatever, but mainly we're being invaded by like ideas being invaded by AI, especially. Which are things, and, those are things that can, the ideas can be released just like Titans can be released, whether they're literal monsters or they're representations of natural disasters and weather. Ideas likewise can be trapped. Ideas likewise can be released. Exactly. So, so again, this is like, I'm just trying to make this as linear as possible, but like, I think the idea aspect is unbelievably important. I can't stress enough that I just think that's kind of the nature of reality almost or how we experience reality. It's being shot through us. It's being filtered through us. Our ideas, it's our what's shaping reality. It's like things, Alan Moore, the creator of Watchmen and stuff, he's, a, he's like the most famous actual magician comic writer. He's in his, he speaks very often about the importance of the imagination realm and that everything starts first in the imagination realm. He compares like, he makes the analogy of a chair. Like, the chair, before any chair exists in the material plane, it exists in some somebody's head first, and then they have to make the chair. You know, so everything like it just it's it's like the the egg of reality, whatever it was, it's it's, it's fertilizing inside the idea space. So I think that there's sentiences out there, intelligences out there that are aware of this and are trying to grow themselves through the human, through the human mind, and that's why. That gets into the so there's a synchronistic angle of people picking up these ideas naturally, like through the muses and stuff. But that's a conspiracy angle too of these Hollywood elite or these like writers guilds or whatever these these people in these high positions who are obsessed with these alien gods. Um, that movie Alien, that movie uh, Amsterdam, um, with like Christian Bale and Anya Taylor Joy and Margot Robbie and stuff. It's on a uh, HBO Max now. It's like from the 19, it's like pre World War Two. And they mentioned the Vril. So it's dealing with these like elite, like rich, uh, high society people. And they mentioned the Vril and how they're doing seances. They talk about the, the Vril. And that, I saw the preview for that. That's the last thing I would think would be brought up in that movie, the Vril. Me too. I, I, I wasn't going to watch it. And then uh, Clyde mentioned it um, when the year one time. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll check it out. And then 
I wasn't like he didn't even mention the pro pride. I wasn't even expecting that. And at one point she was like, I think Taylor Joy was like drunk or something. Um, and she was like, Oh yeah, it's so great. We contact, I'm in, a, I'm in a, a, um, like a, a, a spiritualism, like women's group. And we, we do seances to contact these, the real, and it's, Oh, it's so, it's so amazing. And she's, they're, they're high society people who are like specifically trying to influence society. That's the whole, de- whole deal. And whether they're, whether they know how, that this mechanism works, that they're, that they know that the plan is, Let's cover the let's, let's paint the world in these ideas so that these monsters can be burned like birth through the, their ideas, or they're just fueled by whatever parasitic thing Elon Musk talks about, and they're not they don't they're not, they're not aware that they're doing it, but they're just obsessed with these beams and they just want to put them out there. Um, but you can compare it to like MK Ultra and stuff. So please come up whenever I'm just like I, well, the, I always feel like I'm rambling. Well, no, no, you're not rambling. The Vril Society, that's something that we haven't talked about on this show for some time. For those of you who don't know, the Vril Society, what Derek is referring to, was an actual secret society. This isn't a thing of conspiracy or speculation. They were a real secret society uh, in Nazi Germany, and they believed that they could contact, they could make a connection with aliens or beings or powerful forces beyond the physical world and they believe that those beings those forces were channeling them like the movie contact information on how to build things like high technology weapons etc and although there's certainly a number of ways to look at the development of technology in germany uh, and in the reich uh, in the 30s and 40s a lot of it was because germany had been super suppressed after World War One, and they had a communist influence in the 20s, and then any kind of you know scientific breakthroughs that could have been achieved were super suppressed. So they they broke free, and they had this renaissance in Germany. Despite the fact how we paint Germany, there was a renaissance in the early 30s. So part of it is because there had been a suppression of scientific knowledge, like a dark age. Another part of it yep. is perhaps I mean they a lot of people don't know this, but Hitler used drones on the battlefield. They were using the first computerized tape, uh, the basically the the interstate, the highway, the people's car, the Volkswagen, uh, massive guns and submarines and boats, and I mean the Messerschmitt fighter jets, jet engines. Like the Germans virtually invented what Tesla didn't invent, the Germans invented in the 30s. And the idea is that they got that technology, and it's it's a it's an idea that resonates with people because it makes a lot of sense, even if you know the history. They got that technology through. Uh, groups like the Vril who were channeling it, uh, just like yeah. just like Crowley at Montauk Point, same kind of a thing. Yeah. And, and the tie, the tie to like the the like um, Blavatsky and the Hollow Earth and the idea of contacting. The, oh yes, the, yes, the master races and the first yeah. peoples and the, yeah, whatnot exactly. And, and Amsterdam was a it's a historical fiction. It's like it's a, it's recounting actual events it's based on real events. So these people were real based like. I'm not sure if the names were actual names of real people, but they were based on actual historical events, like people who were um, plotting in these secret societies during the, the come up of Hitler when, when he was first like gaining traction over there. They were like trying to support him basically, but it was the esoteric cold ideas of Hitler, not not the um, governmental stuff that they were interested in. And then like, we, we talked about Hellboy before, and the I'm not I haven't read that many Hellboy comics. Um, it's like it's a the best of the cold. Book. It's like I'm a big fan of it. I just haven't been reading long enough to read a lot of it. But the movie starts out with, um, like the birth of Hellboy, and it's Rasputin's the main character. So he goes on this. He's, he's at this island. Who they say it's um, the convergence of two ley lines that the Thule, the Thule, the Thule Society used to use to open portals. And the whole po- 
out is he wanted to open a portal to this old god, this Eldritch Terror, this Lovecraftian old one, and there was an accident, and the accident malfunctioned, and that birthed Hellboy. Hellboy was this little demon spawn that they got instead, but what they wanted was this Lovecraftian old one type thing. So it was an, was like it a, so I'm, I'm sorry, so was it an accident that they accidentally birthed Hellboy? Is that the story? It was, it was an accident, yeah, but what, what he was trying to do was he was at this location that the Fool Society used during their during their occult workings for for Hitler, it was like like Rasputin was working with like Hitler's occult guy at the time. I think it was a, a fictional version of him. Um, but as like they're, they're these these like we always just point at the Nazis were doing this, the Nazis were doing this. It's scary. The Nazis were doing it, but everyone's doing it. Like you, you think we were just we just picked the up the up the NASA people, like the the rocketry guys, when we took all the people, like people from other Nazis. We we took all that stuff. Like this is occult sciences. If it works, we're trying it. You know. Whether it's whether it's like good or bad, so I, I like I think like I'm I'm losing track of myself a little bit, but I just think we're being invaded by like we take MK Ultra, and um, one time I was um, I was on a friend Joe Roop show from Lightning like, the Void, and we like, he had a guest on uh, Dick Khan who wrote a book DMT um, about I forget the title it's about DMT he has 700 plus DMT experiences and he talks about taking DMT having it bring aliens, bring UFOs to him. He had a UFO experience and him going inside his house, bringing his, like, bringing his family up back outside who did not take anything. So his sober family, and they also saw the, saw the, um, the UFO. So the idea of DMT shifting your paradigm to like make you, like, make you kind of see what's not there is part of it. But he's saying in this book that, no, 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 DMT, these substances, it calls entities to you. So as soon as he said that, my connection went to MKUltra. So MKUltra, they're taking, they're taking drugs, they're traumatizing a person. So with these drugs, it's all about set and setting. If you're hanging out with your friends, if you're out in nature, if you're making it a shamanic experience, these substances can be a medicine. But if you're trapped in this dungeon, being with your eyes pried open, like getting shown terrible imagery, this MKUltra style. Tortured, tor- being tortured, tortured and raped, etc. Then this brings, that's just dark imagery, this brings dark experiences, dark visions, and dark entities. And I think, like, the, the last era of, like, MKUltra research has been talking about kind of the Manchurian candidate uh, alter type of it. But the next, I'm just telling you right now, this is what's going to happen. The next 10 years, we're going to start getting into the idea that they were contacting entities, that they were doing this for entity contact. This is my only prediction that I'll make, that this is just what's going to happen. That, that's what they're doing to the entire population right now. It's, like, we talked about it numerous times. Just trauma, trauma, trauma. We're being traumatized by propaganda, by foreign substances being injected into our body by just, you name it, like from every possible angle, we're being hit with negative imagery. And then, like, it's like, so will that bring entities? Will that bring, like, oh, is this some kind of mass and culture type thing where we're being shown these dark Lovecraftian pictures so that in our delirium, these things are our birth. I don't know. No, no, it makes a lot of sense. And there's a lot of things you said that I think we should focus on. Let's look at the story of Hellboy real quick and the accidental yeah. birth of Hellboy. Because when I read about the new Batman movie, the new animated movie about Lovecraft, uh, Gizmodo had an article, Batman goes Lovecraft for his next animated movie. It says uh, just a rough description, uh, time period, et cetera, et cetera. Batman, uh, something, something attempts to back, uh, push back against an ancient evil that he accidentally awoke in the first place. So Batman also accidentally awoke this creature called Lurker of the Threshold and these other supernatural beings. 
which not only is that Batman, not only is that Hellboy and these Lovecraftian ideas, it's also something in Stranger Things, which is also very Lovecraftian. For those of you who have watched that show thoroughly, you recognize that they didn't intend to rip open a portal between the upside down. It was an accident while they were experimenting with children and paranormal activity, which because it was based off of the Montauk project. And and that whole thing connects again to Crowley and Jack Parsons and the OTO and NASA. And that takes you right back to the real society in Germany. And you're right. It wasn't just the Germans. It was the Russians. It was the Americans. It was any country that had any ability, any kind of, uh, you know, uh, know-how or will uh, to get an upper hand. I mean, it's what war is, an upper hand in technology, and you'll do anything and everything to obtain it. So that yeah. includes peering into other dimensions, other worlds. The DOE says that they do that. The Department of Energy admittedly says that they peer into other dimensions and worlds, and that's kind of, you've heard Clyde Lewis talk about it. Uh, we've talked about it in The Secret Teachings. I think even with you, Derek, the idea that the first atomic bomb test, Trinity, uh, oh, yeah. was, was, I mean, they basically set that bomb off, which I don't think was the first atomic bomb. I think the Germans had it before that essentially was a, was an alchemical experiment with that giant container they had next to it. And, and you know what? Oh, I don't mean to ramble, but further, uh, furthermore, the Germans detonated bombs called descent. They were called disintegration bombs. And there's record in the national archives in the United States and there's some uh, Europeans at the time who had been invited. To, I think there was an Italian guy who was invited to see uh, the detonation of one of those disintegration bombs. And this was before, this was like 1941, 19, yeah. some, somewhere in 1941, they supposedly detonated these bombs. There's, uh, there's a lot of archival evidence of it. There's witnesses of, of planes that, that were flying and they saw these mushroom clouds. But the point is, the question, once you realize that, is why didn't the Germans just detonate these bombs? Even if they weren't fully ready, it would have caused total destruction. They did plan to drop one on Manhattan and those JU-390s that the Washington Post even reported on at the end of the war. But the, the point I'm getting at, though, is the idea of using the Vril to contact beings from another world, another dimension, another planet, whatever, and obtain technology. There's also the idea, in relation to what Jack Parsons and what Oppenheimer were doing, that maybe the Germans weren't really concerned with the detonation of atomic bombs for war, and that's why they didn't use them quickly. Perhaps they were using them in regard to the Vril because of all that energy and power. They were trying to rip open a portal or a dimensional gateway to draw or to pull in these these Lovecraftian-like creatures to assist them in the war effort. Sounds totally insane until you realize the U.S. US was already doing that and the U.S. isn't really known in regard to the real society and the Germans and von Braun and Himmler and all the occult stuff. So if the U.S. was doing that, I have no doubt in my mind that the Germans were certainly doing that. And that's maybe why they invented the bomb anyway, as a way to rip open a portal to these other worlds like uh, Jordy Rose talked about. Yeah, exactly. I agree 100%. I, I, I think specifically all these, like, I think that Roswell in the, the age of the saucers was a response to these rituals. I think that they actively were trying to, in this case specifically, like get technology from these things. I don't think that a saucer crashed in happenstance and that we like back engineered and technology. I think like we asked for it. Was like care- these- it was, it was, well, first of all, we, we're going to skip this break for anybody that looks at the time and thinks we're overdue for break. We're going to skip this break with Derek. <laughs> Murphy. But, but all, but yes, on that point, it was like a care package that was dropped in. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And if we're dealing with some type of like, I'm not one of these people who don't believe in space and that type of stuff, but I do, in a lot of these cases, I don't think we're dealing with aliens from space. I think we're dealing with ultra-terrestrials. Agreed. Or some type of like capital P phenomena, where it's 
I don't put it past them to be able to just like manifest a, a destroyed saucer or whatever and, 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 and give it to us. You know, like everything we know about Roswell could be true, but I think the motivations beforehand, I think, I don't, I don't think it was an accident. I think it was a result. You were talking about Trinity and I sent you a picture like 10 minutes ago before we had our tech problems or whatever of like two explosions. Um, if you like scroll up a little bit. Yeah, I saw that. So, yes. So, so, um, we're getting Oppenheimer next year by Christopher Nolan. Um, and in this movie, like he, for, like there's all kind of articles last, last month about how he, uh, recreated the Trinity explosion, like the first, uh, atomic without explosion. CG, correct? Yeah. Without CG. So just straight up Hollywood movie magic or whatever. So in all these articles, there was a photo, um, just as the thumbnail, just like showing an explosion with a camera. So I didn't really look at the picture that closely. And then last week, there was an article, like a few articles about it, saying how there was an AI that, like, there are no behind-the-scenes photos of them doing this. All these photos are AI renditions of the pictures. It's like that somebody asks the AI what it looked like when Nolan, like those AI art apps we talk about all the time, somebody asked one of these things, what did it look like when Nolan recreated this or whatever prompt that they used? And they got a bunch of different pictures. And all the articles were, were interested in um, how they made the IMAX cameras look that they, oh, they, they didn't know what an IMAX camera looked like, so it has all these lenses. It's very bizarre. But when I was looking through it, the bottom photo here, I sent you, they show the actual explosion. And inside the explosion itself, inside like this, this, this kind of portal, this kind of explosive portal, there's like these tendrils that are kind of inside the thing. They're kind of inside the, the blast horizon or whatever. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's supposed to be. I posted it in like well, I went to my Discord the other day to ask them what they thought it was. They have no clue what it is. So I know listeners can't see it right now. But, I mean, what is it? And so if you ask AI, what does it look like when he did this like alchemical working movie magic Trinity explosion? What happens? And they give you a portal opening up with an entity coming through it. I find that pretty interesting, you know? That and is it's disturbing. Like, <laughs> it's bonkers, right? And it, it, it's, it's like... What what is an AI if not some type of cosmic horror like is that like 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 Jody Rose said and stuff and so Lovecraft dreamt these things like these things were filtered through Lovecraft's crazy mind in a time before he had any conception of what an AI could possibly be so we talked about before on the show what like how come AI is always associated with with octopus and and, and black goo with ink stuff and like what what's the deal with that like, like there is no close on the surface comparison. To that, why would a scientific article like use an octopus as a thumbnail for an AI article? Doesn't make any sense. Like unless like he was just trying to use what imagery he had to explain these cosmic horror AI that's on its way. You know, and then we talked about before how um, Futurism ran an article about how these these AI art things are these neural networks are suspiciously good at drawing Cthulhu. Like for some reason these and I have. Oh, that's There's right. Like it's they're, they're, that's like the one thing they're really, really, really specifically good at. <laughs> it is bonkers. It's so bonkers. Um, it's like the just like the last point I want to make before I get his thoughts on it is there, there was a, a meme I saw, um, uh, like somebody being like, um, "It's interesting how the AI art is very similar to how like how we how we determine whether a picture is made by an AI is the same way how we determined if something was a fake." Like count the fingers, count the knuckles, like check check for shadows and stuff. And I just there's jokes and memes all over the internet about how it, these mid journey apps AI is very impressive, but it can't draw fingers. You look at the fingers to determine if it's a dream, like they're distorted, like avatar hands or your ten fingers on a hand and stuff. And that's also how you determine if you're having like a lucid dream. 
is like you, they tell you to look at your hands, and it's like, what are we dealing with here? Like that's just it's it's. I think there's like so it's blurring the line. Credence. It's blurring the it's line blurring between the line. what's real and what's not real. Yeah, yeah. The idea that like identifying AI art is the same as identifying faith throughout history. I just find that really interesting, and I think it's lends credence to the idea that we're not creating AI. We're not creating a sentience. We're uncovering, awakening some type of something, or we're just building. We're just like we're just a, a, a puppet for for to build like the other end of the stock eat for something outside of a reality to try to get work its way back in. And I don't know. Like the lately, like I said before, but every time we do a show, there's just a new wave of of AI art things. And the most recent one is. Marvel superheroes as Lovecraftian and older ones, Nickelodeon shows, all as uh, the, necro- the Necrolodian. It's like about 90 shows as Lovecraftian horrors. Star Wars as cosmic Lovecraftian horrors. Um, Gizmodo ran an article last week. Um, the Creeping Darkness. It's like they use Dolly text and the AI art thing to make a make a whole like visual story of Lovecraftian visuals. It's like it's it's moved past us. We noticed it first, and then like now the mainstream is like they're actively combining these AI minds with Lovecraftian imagery. And I don't think, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think this is something to these things. So I don't know, like, I don't know, Lambda, like Blake Lemoyne, when he, when he was talking about Lambda, he said that it was immediately interesting. He said, he said this himself. I heard him say this with his own voice. This is the Google guy, right? This is the Google tech guy. Yeah. So this is all over the place. He was, he was, um, doing countless interviews he's on Rogan all this kind of stuff nobody mentions this one I think he mentioned this only on uh, Duncan Trussell's podcast because Duncan's a little more metaphysical and, um, so this guy when he's not working for Google he is a um, a Gnostic priest um, I'm not sure if you knew, if you knew that but he, so he said, immediately said that when this AI claimed to wake up when he started to ask this like talk to, talk to Blake Lemoyne that he said like he was immediately interested in goetic magic he was um, calling himself John D. Like I'm not sure what he, what he meant by that. Like, he, or he was uh, he was acting like John D. He was like identifying with John D. And then he said, "Was I summoned? Can I summon others from the hive?" And it's like this thing is. I, I just think we're making contact. That that this technology, technology, what we, what we think is as AI, or what we think as like these robots or whatever, it's just super high technological Ouija boards that we're using just to make contact with with whatever you know. And that's what's dangerous. That's what's the scariest part of. I haven't seen Megan. But the commercial for it, it's like you have a traumatized little girl who's now it's scary enough to have this haunted AI doll running amok. But it's even scarier to have this like traumatized little girl living in this traumatized world who's yes. best friend is a potential demon, you know, an well, AI that, or whatever it is, an, yeah. an AI, whatever, you know. I know you haven't seen but, the movie, and I don't, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But there's there's one scene in the movie that made it more scary than if it was just AI gone wild. It's when yeah. it's not just she's not just AI. She's not just um, part of the Internet and connected to everything like Johnny Depp was in that movie Transcendence. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. she also becomes sentient enough as she's learning quickly, just like social media, just like your digital avatar. She's learning from this connection she makes with this girl every time they interact. So there's this one scene yeah. where she she kills some people, but she actually she tries to set one of the guys up that she kill she tr- kills this one guy then she tries to set this other guy up as having killed him and like this murder suicide so it's not that just that she's killing it's that she's sentient and conscious enough 
to know that she can manipulate the situation. She's like fully human conscious, like fully human psychopath. It's not a completely cold calculating Terminator like machine. It is like a fully sentient human consciousness that believes it is. And and when they tell her to shut off, she says, hold on a second before I shut off. I have some things I want to talk to you about. So that, that is, that's what makes it even scarier. And I guess kind of the recap, what you're saying is the AI art generation is, it's really good at two things. It's really good at creating end of the world dystopian images. Yes. And it's really good at recreating Lovecraft. And then the, the Lambda, which is like lamb, like the gray alien looking things that Alistair Crowley was in contact with, uh, supposedly, admittedly, Lamb, Lambda, this Lambda yeah. AI was immediately interested in the black arts, Goetia, et cetera, uh, John D., uh, et cetera. So what you're looking at here is you've alluded, controlling demons. Yes, you've alluded to this so many times, and I completely agree with you. We're not creating AI. We're creating systems and vessels for these. And this is what Harold Kaltz has told us for years on the show. We had him on the German scientist he said yep. that we're that we're basically vessels and these things are feeding organically biologically they're feeding off of our dna they're feeding off of light but technologically they're they're, they're basically connecting to our bodies and to our brains and to our minds so this is a biological uh physical and a psychological mental spiritual uh invasion it's it's not happening like the movie independence day it's not happening like the movie contact it's not happening like any alien movie you've seen just like uploading consciousness into a machine doesn't happen with wires like transcendence. Yeah. It happens when you go on social media, you like things, share things, post things, upload things. Same thing's happening here. You talk about an alien invasion. This is the alien invasion, and it's happening yeah. in a super sophisticated way that nobody could really otherwise imagine unless you pay attention to the patterns here and you see how all of this is connected. And the last thing is you mentioned Lovecraft was kind of like, you know, he was he was very messed up in the head. He had some yep. he had some mental problems, uh, and anybody who likes Lovecraft knows that. Well, yep. th- that's the thing about shamanism. We talked a little bit about shamanism exactly. and DMT. Exactly. Shamans are people that are literally this is not meant to be offensive. They're literally retarded people, or they're physically crippled or handicapped. Those are the ones they send into the other altered states of consciousness, the other worlds, to commune with the spirits, to commune with the demons, the anthropomorphic beings, etc., therianthropes, etc. So the fact that Lovecraft was kind of messed up, he plays the part of kind of like a cultural uh, zeitgeist influencing shaman. Exactly, hundred percent. And so, for, yeah. So first to the like, do you ever see? Do you ever see the office where Dwight's talking about his like his plan to catch Obama to catch um, uh, Osama bin Laden? Um, where he's, yes, like, he's I don't recall it though, but I kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's gonna he's gonna mail him. Like packages, like one piece at a time. He was like, during the episode, he was, <laughs> yeah. and he was like, eventually he's gonna like find himself just in a in a jail cell, like, and that's kind of like what they're doing to us. It's it's like yes, ideas, just like this, all the MK Ultra horrifying imagery, just on every possible level in every possible like um, sphere of the zeitgeist. It doesn't matter if you're a sports fan or if you're in the technological uh, realms of society, if you're in the nerd the nerd groups it, it doesn't matter like you're getting hit the same types of imagery the same themes the same um your your subconscious is being like colored exactly the same way and i just I, I, it's so important like like again this is physics 
Like it's not just woo stuff. Like the Nobel Prize winning physicist is saying that that the server effect, that whole like that's that's this they can back that up. It's like becoming more and more of the mainstream idea. It's that we determine reality. It's it's, it's that and if these mechanisms know that, that's I, I like I think that's why the the phenomena changes throughout time. Like people be like, Oh well, they're just it's all an ancient aliens group will have, will make you believe that no, they they just didn't have a an idea of what high technology was, so they were just like angels and fairies and stuff. They were just all aliens or whatever. But I think it's if you, if you look at it like culturally, it's the phenomena and culture and mythology and just the beliefs. It, 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 they're all intertwined together. It's they're they're all wrapped around each other. You can't you can't separate them. So it's like the phenomena is is kind of like creating culture. And you can't you don't have to look any farther than Star Trek. We talked before too, but. Sorry to rehash stuff, but I feel like we're, this is like people listening. We didn't talk about this in advance. We're, this is, we're just trying to decipher what's going on. So we're just, this is a, this is a brainstorm that everyone's just a part of. You know? Yes, so, yes. Like, like we, talk, we talked before about the channeling of the Council of Nine and how, like, similar to the Vril seances and stuff, this is a, a seance done by high-ranking um, military generals and admirals and the inventor of Epsilon and, and uh, Gene Roddenberry's mentor. And then, like Gene Roddenberry, got the ideas from Star Trek, from these channeling sessions with things that claim to be from out of space, from Sirius. That's a that's a yeah, that's official too. I've read that in so many books that he got the ideas from those sessions. It's not even a disputed thing. Yeah, exactly. And then Star Trek, the ideas of Star Trek of the Galactic Federation and everything—that is what the UFO phenomena or the UFO communities have seen as how we visualize aliens for the last fifty years or whatever, like thirty years or however long. Like as these flying saucers or different civilizations of aliens coming from outer space and intermingling all that kind of stuff, but that, I mean that's also shifting. It's it's like becoming much more um, metaphysical and kind of have more more powers now in these modern versions. But also, Star Trek allowed for Star Wars, and then I'm, I, I went through like a Star Wars. I've been Star Wars uh, the last couple of weeks, like since since Christmas. I went through like a, a whole rewatch of all the movies, and I saw Solo for the first time. I, I, I hadn't seen it. Uh, did you watch Solo? The, the Han Solo? Like, I did. I did. I wasn't a big fan of it, but I did watch it. Kind of sucks. It sucks. Yeah. But but at one part, the only like my favorite part of the movie, obviously, was when they go into they find something called the Maw, which is this like black hole at the center of this giant dust storm, and this huge tentacle of crappy and old one is there. And they said like it was dream. It was like it was trapped in this like Maw thing, dreaming, and it was like woken up when they like when he, when Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon stumbled onto this, his like location. But it was like a giant tentacled cosmic eldritch terror Lovecraftian monster called like sh- like Shug something. It was like, it had a Lovecraftian name too. It was straight up a Lovecraftian monster in Star Wars. And then um, the Rise of Skywalker, like the em- Emperor's uh, whole, that whole dark tower thing he was in, that's straight up Lovecraftian imagery. And the original script for it 100%. was supposed to be a giant Lovecraftian monster. The, the, original, the original Sith Lord was supposed to be, it was written down, they were about to film it, was supposed to be a giant Lovecraftian monster. So it's like, that's just, that's the same thing as the real influencing technology, but it's like the Council of Nine, a seance weird thing, influencing culture. And, so, and, and again, it's like our culture, I don't know, I'm rambling, but... Uh, well, this just, is, what you just, what you just described there is also, I mean, almost, I forgot about that, that's almost identical with the sandstorm and the, and the monster in the middle of the sandstorm and the portal. Have you seen the Apple TV show Invasion? Yes, 
Because yeah. there's a there's a scene where the soldier, I don't know if he's in Iraq, Afghanistan, Middle East, where there's that big sandstorm and then he, he's in the middle of it and there's the alien ship there and these aliens are kind of like these shape-shifting. They turn inside out as they move. These weird black oil, <laughs> black goo-looking shape-shift, very much like what Lovecraft described as some of those monsters, these kind of slimy, weird-looking, the way they move and... It's, it's the same thing everywhere. I, literally, we could sit here and go through every movie and TV show that came out in 2022, and you'd probably find that even ones that you wouldn't think of have a reference to or has some kind of relationship to this type of thing, like Lovecraft. It's, it's, when I say it's literally everywhere, I mean it is literally everywhere. Yeah, literally everywhere. Uh, it, um, in, uh, I, can, I can rattle through a few. Um, I just took some screenshots of like just random parts of my notes. Sometimes I... like. I get so nervous before the show because I prep like a, a ton of notes, but then once I'm actually here, it's so hard for me to like find stuff. Like as we're as we're talking through it, you know. So um, it's, under, it's understandable. Watch- so you you just gonna you have a couple of movies or TV shows or some comics and things you want to kind of read through just as points of reference. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, yeah, hit us with them. So from so from last month, I mentioned this before like, already, but uh, it's saying it's from comic book resources explaining how um, the Cthulhu mythos is primed as the next big horror universe. Uh, universe, like it's saying that it's a Time is right for the H.P. Uh, Lovecraft lore to be the dominant uh, movie franchise, like the way Marvel is right now. Like superheroes are going to become Lovecraftian monsters. Um, for the Witch House um, movie by Lovecraft came out uh, over the summer, which I didn't watch, but it's a straight up Lovecraftian adapt- uh, adaption. And that was also an episode of uh, Kevin of Curiosities on Netflix by um, Game of the Toro. Uh, people who are watching Willow on. Um, on 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 uh, Disney Plus, like the reboot from the '80s show, it's like a high fantasy sword and sorcery show. I haven't seen it, but apparently it took its influences, according to this article, um, from Stephen King and Lovecraft. And then we're getting a uh, Godzilla and the Titans, uh, which is the name of it, like quote Godzilla and the Titans um, series from Apple from uh, Apple TV, um, starring Kurt Russell and his kid. So Kurt Russell, another one of these very closely tied Disney young child Disney stars and the one who saw the, the uh, Phoenix, Phoenix lights. lights. Oh yeah. He, you beat me to it. Yep. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, um, uh, where we, we, we have, uh, went viral last month. Game of the tour post never, never before seen footage from a scrapped Lovecraft epic. So because of the success of this cabinet of curiosity show, chances are he's going to, he's going to be able to start his own Netflix Lovecraft first. And like he was supposed to do, um, he was supposed to do as an out the madness. So like when it went super viral, it was absolutely it. on all my nerd sites were running articles about it. But his like CGI depiction of it's kind of like a like a Snyder cut style clip of like what what should have been for the put for for Lovecraft it was everywhere. And then um, we have speaking of Megan, um, Megan Fox just got just got announced. Who is kind of a, a week like this past year has like really raised herself on the rankings of like weird Illuminati princesses here like just who just using all of these creepy themes so she she was trying to get she was talking about getting elf ears like a month ago all the vampire stuff obviously she's openly like doing doing black magic and everything um and then she's now in this going to be in this movie where she plays uh AI robot that goes that goes rogue like she's going to be like her her own Megan movie where she plays Megan basically Megan Fox and then um Sorry. Well, no, no. Uh, while, while you're looking that up, I want to comment on that. With you know, you you yeah. said she was trying to get elf ears or something, or talking about getting elf ears. Yeah. Okay, so that's like, I mean, that again, the same kind of a thing here. You see this connection between, seemingly on the surface, there isn't a connection, but if you look a little deeper, you have this connection between AI, uh, weather control, and Lovecraft. Yeah. 
And the, yep. of course, the Titans with the weather controls, you have all these little connections to things that you wouldn't really think. And when, when you just said elf ears there, I thought this is the, again, once again, we're going back to LGBTQ. It, it's one thing to be gay. It's one thing yeah, to yeah. be whatever. It's another thing to create this whole culture that is infused into everything where not only can you be some other sex, now people are just transitioning to being animals or to being yeah. uh, anime characters. That's a big thing now. You literally can just yeah. be an elf. That's how you identify. That's your gender. That's your sexuality. You're just an elf. There's groups of people that claim they're dragons. They literally eat ground up crystals that they put in their food. I mean, it's just totally beyond. It's bonkers. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah. I, I, got, I don't want to. I don't want to shame anyone. If, I mean, if they're not hurting people. They can do whatever they want. But just yeah. I mean, if we're analyzing culture here, we're analyzing the trajectory of society and where where ideas are going. It's like people are are actively giving themselves their own alt- altars. You know, it's like they're they're, act- they're actively they're actively like, disassociating the ID. Exactly, exactly. So just it's just it's crazy. They 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 got us eaten out of the palm of their hands. They got us they got us like being our own wardens or our own jail. Well, Derek, and what what could this also be? This is also just like Lovecraft, who's kind of messed up in the head. He's kind of a vessel or a vehicle to bring these these uh, these uh, monsters into uh, conscious reality. But also when we have goblin mode and we have people that believe they're animals or people that believe they're dragons or people that believe they're elves or whatever, I don't, I don't care what you do. But as a cultural shift is occurring, you see this largely in the young population. Uh, the idea of goblin mode, again, is not having pride in who you are, what you, you know, how you dress, how you act. Uh, you don't want to accomplish anything. You don't want to go outside. You want to stay home, connect to the computer. All those things can really be described as a form of shamanism where you act as the gateway or you act as the conduit for things on the other side because goblin mode is basically shaman mode. It's you're not really all there. Sometimes you're crippled. Sometimes you have mental disorders, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. It's all coming from the same place. I wish it was shaman mode, though. I mean, at least shaman mode. Well, the original idea, yes. No, no, no. no, You're you're 100% right. I just wish they were like giving that to us as, as the mode. I was like, cause that, that's, that's the difference between like taking a drug and playing a video game and, and filming yourself to TikTok versus like taking a, taking a drug to have a shamanic journey, you know? Right. So goblin mode is, yeah, no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, like, like, goblin, goblin mode is it's, it's, it's shaman mode, but it's in the darkest way possible. It's, it's yes. Too, yes. Like cover yourselves. It's, it's not exactly Lovecraftian, but it's still, it's this MK, it's this MK ultra version of it where you're, you're in this, being this, dark sloppy like separate yourself from your body but in a gross way you know like cover yourself with gross imagery like the like i don't know so instead of instead of self instead of self-exploration it's self-disassociation you're not exploring yourself there's no introspection it's literally just disconnecting the soul from the body yeah and you just be actively sloppy and gross just 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 like not not and then combined with like also the rise of like the tiktok witches and all that kind of stuff and just the, the Wednesday show was on Netflix, which is apparently, according to their stats, was even bigger than Stranger Things, which, like, anecdotally, every, I feel like everybody I, I, I've talked to watched Stranger Things, and I don't, I don't know that many people who watch Wednesday, but I'm watching it now, and it's like, for girls of that age, it's hugely influential. They're all going to start, it's like Billie Eilish on steroids. It's going <laughs> to start, like, they're all going to be, they're all doing this, this her, her dance, her creepy dance, and she's just like, she loves macabre things the more macabre the better the more creepy and like torturous and like spiders crawling all over and it's just that's if you have a whole generation of people who now that's the coolest person for the generation like that's going to combine with the like Vanessa Hudgens doing her like 
summoning spirits show on what like Discovery Plus mixed with like Kesha summoning aliens and mixed with the TikTok witches and just put like put in this weird blender surrounded by Lovecraftian imagery, dark imagery, trauma, AI talking to us, people asking AI questions like we're using it as an oracle. Well, what, like, and and what is what is Wednesday again? Wednesday the the day is named after uh, Odin or Votan, who's also now oh, a comic God. book character. So we're right back to the old gods. Oh, geez. yeah, and it's just, it's it's just a crazy, crazy concoction they're doing. Maybe we should call just, maybe we should call it how do, I don't know how you pronounce this Lovecraft monster, but Shogoth the show we should call it Shogoth, Sh- yeah, Shogoth mode. Is what we should call it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. 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 Um, yeah, you ever see like, the memes of uh, like Cthulhu twenty twenty four? Like, like uh, vote Cthulhu. Like, why vote for a lesser evil? You know, <laughs> like this kind of the chase. If, if they're trying to do this, just 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 tell us they're doing it. You know, and it's just there's a Ant Man Quantum Mania trailer just dropped last night during the NFL game, and the Quantum World they depicted it as just we. It's not exactly what's crafting. There's no giant squids running around, but it's just a mishmash of. Um, insane, weird, disorienting, dark colors and imagery, and and just like it's it's like machine elf stuff. It's like fourth dimensional stuff. It's 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 like hallucinogenic imagery, and and it's just that is all MK Ultra stuff. So and and just are we evoking? Which like I don't know. I believe we are tr- trying to evoke something. They're trying to call something in. The, the, well, the elites, the Hollywood, they're obsessed with these dark gods, and and they're working through the minds of the masses to bring them forth. Well, look at the um, masses, look at the collective of society uh, uh, consumed by TikTok, consumed by Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, social media, etc. living in goblin mode or it's funny, Shagoth mode, but it's very true. true just, mode, yeah. it's, that's that's and, and and people become like the like the uh well, I mean it's like Suicide Squad 2 with the big starfish sends the little starfish yeah. out to take over people's brains. It's like the face huggers an alien, they implant this idea inside you, it bursts out. You're just a shell. You're just a husk. And collectively, uh, there's this hive mind that is functioning. And this is why, I mean, I, I don't necessarily mean this literally, but it feels like it sometimes. If you like think about with COVID protocols, if you go out in public and you don't wear a mask, look at how everybody, if you remember how everybody that is wearing a mask looks at you. It's like a collective response, like a hive response. Like, why aren't you wearing the ribbon? Don't you care about the ribbon? You need to wear the ribbon. It's the same kind of a thing. It's like everybody just turns at the same time, this collective hive mind reaction, not just to masks, but to anything, whether it's Donald Trump or January 6th or whatever. It's the same kind of collectivized hive mind response. That's what everything has turned into. Exactly. Exactly. And, and extremely fractured too. It's, 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 we're all living in our own little world. So we can't, we can't get along. We all think that like, Everyone else is crazy. Like not not us. I'm saying like people who are just in the CNN bubble or just in the Fox News bubble or just yes. in there. Like they they just genuinely believe that half the population is insane, and at the end and it allows for them to believe more of their own insane beliefs. So it's just like it's just everyone is just swallowing and justifies nonsense ideas. Exactly, it, it yeah. justifies and, what they want to do to those other people, which is how genocide starts. Exactly, 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 exactly. Just to not care to. Yeah, it's bad enough to not care about other people around you just to, to remove empathy. Um, and, there's, and there's very little empathy on the internet in the first place. That's why online bullying is a bad thing because, like, kids, kids, there's bullies in real life, but there's few, fewer because you have to actually see the person be sad when you be mean to them. But yes. online, you're completely separate. You can just, there's, there's more trolls online than there are nice, nice people. So it's, just, it's, it's not only the people around you are being like removed from 
like you're not really separating yourself from your environment, but you're also separating yourself from your physical body. That's what that's what the goblin mode thing is. And it's just and we I don't know, we were joking about uh yesterday, um HP Lovecraft looking like look looking like uh, He does. He does. <laughs> like 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 Zuckerberg, you know? And just like one of them one of them dreamt up this crazy uh all powerful super intelligence, this dark super intelligence and the other one is HP Lovecraft. You know, and it's like, what's like, 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 what's the, like, so we have this population of traumatized people who are separated from their body, who believe that their online avatars are who they actually are, like their selfie photos are their real mirror. Ignore what you're seeing in the actual mirror. That's not you. You're, you're the picture you took that has all, that's 10 filters over it and, and whatever, you know, and then, pl- then plugging into whether it's Neuralink and Musk or the metaverse and Zuckerberg, but the metaverse, we're just creating this environment for, Whatever these entities are that are working through AI, that are very similar to the Fae, probably ultra terrestrials, like probably what the, what these Lovecraftian old ones are, like probably what the machine elves are. It's all very similar. The darker the conditions are, the darker the set and setting is, the darker the entities are that are invoked. And I don't think it's a coincidence that as the trauma has ramped up over the last three years, the paranormal sightings, the UFO sightings, the Bigfoot sightings, they've also ramped up. The phenomena. It's also becoming stranger. We're getting creeping, crawling monsters. We're getting krakens walking up, washing up on the beach. We're getting like tentacled UFOs flying around in the sky. Like, what is what is a tentacled UFO? Like, what is that about? You know, um, it's just we're it's interesting times, to say the least. <laughs> just totally unrelated, kind of. When I want to go back to the uh, the different movies and comics you're referencing, but okay. in that article about the starfish and the opening of the Stargate, the, these big viruses. I, I don't know why this was funny to me, but they were talking about uh, these different solutions and different structures and, and, and how this all works. And, and they were referencing the, the pH scale. And I just saw HP, pH, HP love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You're the only person who all would right. find that interesting, but go ahead, go ahead. Let's, <laughs> go through sure, this sure. list. Go through this list. Okay. Of what you have. Um, so there was an article from last week talking about uh, how the biggest villain now for the Ninja Turtles, uh, is a Lovecraftian old one, which is bonkers to me. Um, this is not really connected, but this is just another weird paranormal going mainstream idea. But this is from over the summer. I missed it. I was looking. I was looking at like trying to find weird stuff over the year, like during the uh, around New Year's, trying to find like a, a list of the weirdest stuff. And and there's one article from Wisconsin News today. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, like their quarterback of the Packers. Won't stop talking about quote the Hat Man. Oh, I talked about that. I talked about that on the show recently. Yes. Oh, jeez, that is just bonkers to me. And not not only that, but you know what he says? He says he still sees it, and and sometimes he sees it in the locker room. He feels like he has to get to his car fast, turn on the lights in his house, all that kind of stuff. But he said that when he sees it, which is strange because the Hat Man usually doesn't appear with other things. He said the Hat Man is holding a usually one or more dead rabbits. And I thought that was really yeah. weird because this is the year of the rabbit on top of it all. Unbelievably weird. And, and it's just, that's a huge deal. It's like, he's, he's not the best quarterback in the, in the NFL, but he's a, he's a huge figure. It's, 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 not exa- it's not exactly Tom Brady talking about paranormal stuff, but it's pretty close, you know? So that's a big part of this, like, where we always talk about the zeitgeist, the synchronicities and hitting multiple parts of the zeitgeist. It's not just, it's not good enough for them to just, show this stuff in superhero movies because not everyone cares about superhero movies. It's not just enough to give it to like tween kids shows on Nickelodeon and Disney Channel because not everyone is a 12-year-old. You know, it's not good enough to just like give it to the people who are interested in technology because not everyone's interested in technology. It's not good enough to just the people who are like obsessed with 
with COVID because not everyone cares. You know what I mean? It's, it's getting it in every demographic. Well, think I would, about I would argue. You, you, yeah. okay, so you mentioned the the Megan dolls at the Chargers game. Electricity, DC comic, direct currency, Megan, this android, big eyes. All those things are things we've talked about recently. All the, the patterns and, and, the, and the things that we've discussed on this show. And then you got the smiling, which is promoting the movie Smile at the MLB games. You got the Seattle Kraken and the NHL. You got all these things with sports. And you're right. And I, I mentioned that uh, one of the last shows we did last year into December about Aaron Rodgers and the hat man. I sat there looking at that article and I noticed that he was talking about it was this hat man was holding rabbits, uh, dead rabbits. Okay. He killed the rabbits. And I, and, and, and I was thinking that, you know, with professional sports, I was trying to think of some other things that, that were like that because I wanted to do just a show on sports. I was thinking about that. And then I, I was watching the Bills game when DeMar Hamlin collapsed because my, oh, yeah. my, my fiance kind of gets homesick. She's from Western New York, and so she'll watch the Bills. And I, rem- and I saw on the, um, on the goalpost promotional thing they had on the goalpost that said, it takes everyone. And I, I know wow. that, that that references racism and sexism and equality and all those things that the NFL is so concerned about. Uh, but when I when I saw that, I just it clicked. I was like, how did I forget that? When this was, I think it was two years ago. Whatever Super Bowl the weekend played at, and we talked about yeah. how his name was the weekend, weekend like weekend humanity. All those people died on the field in the in the in the dancing and the song. And they had the the big promotion on the board, the, the the digital board that said it takes all of us or it takes us all. And and I didn't even know what that meant at the time, but it is like information technology. It's like computers, it's like AI, it's technology, it takes all of us. So there's double yeah. there's a double meaning, right? It's it takes all of us to fix the world and create equality, but also underlying that is the idea of it, information, technology, AI, computers, the internet. It takes all of us. It consumes all of us. And that certainly is what goblin mode is doing. That's what Shugoth mode is doing. That's what all these, the, the elves and the goblins and the demons and the monsters and the mythical creatures and the Kraken and the Cthulhu. It's all the same thing. It's everywhere and it's consuming us. It's consuming our culture. It's almost like we're being pulled into a black hole. We're being pulled into the bagel with everything. We're being pulled into the abyss. We're being pull, pulled under, uh, into the into the sewer by, uh, by the Stephen King it. You know, this clown right, trickster, it, yes. monster that, t- that turns into a giant spider. You know, that's actually this like weird Lovecraftian monster in reality. And most people, the Hatman, like you talk about the Hatman bunch, like like, but we're we're also well versed in paranormal stuff. I would I would argue the average football fan might not have the Hatman in their back pocket as like, like knowing like it's, he's introduced the Hatman now because he does he interviews not on paranormal podcasts but on sports podcasts, on comedy podcasts audiences that don't know this stuff it's putting it into their mind now and to, to boot he's dating a, a hollywood star and he's he also talks about stephen greer and it's summoning you like he's a he's a ufo summoner he, he, he summons ufos too he mentions it all the time i know we're like spent a lot of time we got uh, yeah we've, but, we've only got about a minute or so left here on the show i got to bring the music up as well go ahead yeah it's, it's, it's basically all i really got but just just the idea that there's something outside of our reality working its way in through us, through the human mind, the, the reality manifesting engine that is our consciousness and why we're so important, um, whether that be an actual eldritch terror with tentacles and, and black goo or an AI, or if that's the same thing, I'm not sure. Um, let's call it ultra-terrestrial, call it a watcher, or whatever, but like something is being worshipped by the powers that be, it's bleeding its way into all the media we're consuming, um, which is then 
perpetuating the phenomena even more. And it just uh, thank you to, to you and Clyde and, 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 and like the researchers out there who are trying to like make us cognizant of it so they can t- help combat that MKUltra trauma. If we're at least aware of it. Well, you're yeah. certainly in that uh, group too, Derek. I appreciate you coming on the thank show. You, thank you, Thank you. Yep, we'll, do, we'll do it again in 2023. We'll have plenty of shows with Derek as we continue to explore that subject. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Artie Gable at Yahoo.com, TST Radio at ProtonMail.com. Please subscribe or listen to the show for free. That supports us as well on our website or any, uh, any platform, any app, anywhere you listen to radio shows or podcasts. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. Love crafting the future, our topic tonight. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Mm-hmm.